Welcome to Residential Tech Talks. I'm Jeremy Glowacki, Executive Editor of Residential Tech Today. This week, Bill Scare returned to the podcast from his home in Dallas, Texas, where he's CEO of Bill Scare Home Theater and Technology. Bill is one of the pioneers of the custom integration industry, and he currently serves on the Cedia Trade Association's Global Board of Directors, having been honored over the years with both Cedia Fellow and Cedia Lifetime Achievement Awards. I've asked Bill back on the podcast at a very important time of year for all of us. We are just days away from our annual Cedia Expo convention, which this year is held in Bill's home city. There's a bit of nostalgia related to Cedia Expo in Dallas, which I'll let Bill remind us about in a moment, but I also want to let Bill help those of us headed to Dallas point out some of the fun neighborhoods, restaurants, and bars that he also wrote about in an article we published last week on the website. I thought as we get ready to travel to Cedia Expo in Dallas, we'd let Bill tell us some of his favorite Cedia Expo stories and highlight some of his travel tips for the big D. Bill Scare, welcome back to the podcast. Howdy. <laughs> hey, no cowboy hat. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I I love talking to you, Bill, and catching up. And as you said to me as we prepared for this, you never know what you're going to get when when I talk to you. But uh, that 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 kind of uh, you know fly by the seat of your pants kind of stuff is what I love about talking to you. And your stories are always entertaining. So um, I know that you. Uh, you had to get your your uh, massive lawn mode uh, this week before we talked. So did that all get done in time so we could? Uh, yeah, yeah. So if I'm a little bit less energy than usual, uh, it was four hours in the yard this morning. So uh, life is good again. Well, I've got mine waiting for me after we get off here. It's a late Friday uh, podcast recording for us, um, and uh, we've got a little cooler weather here in the Indy area than you have there. It looks like, but. Uh, yeah, just a hundred here. <laughs> well, <laughs> that that will uh, snap us back into summer uh, mode, I guess, when we get to Cedia, because I uh, I'm I'm already dealing with like high sixties and low seventies, so a little bit so different. Wow. Yeah, jelly. Yeah, yeah. It's only going to be in the uh, uh, mid to upper eighties, so it's not going to be nearly as bad as what it has been this week. We just had a. a uh, continuation of summer we didn't expect, but uh, next week it's going to have uh, temperatures in the uh, upper 50s for nights and and um, uh, in the mid 80s in, during most of the week. So I, I think it's turned out to be just the right temperature at right that at exactly the right time. That's great. Well, that that weather forecast brought to you by Bill Scare. So <laughs> we'll move on to more technical issues now. Um, as a member of the media, I get a lot of uh, early uh, um, sort of previews on what's going to be seen at Cedia uh, Expo. And uh, after last year, which was a bit of a bust because of COVID, uh, it just seems like everyone's just chomping at the bit to get new products uh, shown to dealers and for dealers to just be able to see um, products in person. So uh, are you are you feeling that same kind of positive energy and enthusiasm going into Cedia this year? I can't remember when I've seen it. Uh more exciting uh, lead up to this uh, and social media it's everywhere every uh, I've gotten so many calls 
from people. I just got off the phone with Rick Shewitt. I mean, talk about a name uh, blast from the past. Uh, one of the people who really helped bring lighting control to the residential uh, business. Uh, and so Rick's actually going to be there this time. So uh, we've got uh, people from all over the world. I mean, I've talked to, uh, to people from, uh, from around the globe over the last several days. And, and the funny thing is the reason I had reached out to you about that article that you published for me was because everybody was calling, looking for suggestions on where to eat and wanting to know if we were going to have a party at my house. Uh, <laughs> so I told them, no, that ship has sailed. So <laughs> yeah. Been there, done that. We're, we're over that one now. But yeah, yeah the excitement is really great. It's, it, I keep telling people, this is like my Christmas. Uh, so I can't think of a better time of the year than CDA Expo time because it's an opportunity for us all to get together. And products are fantastic. We're going to see really great new stuff. That's that's a given. But the great part about it for me is all the relationships. I mean, we get a chance to go uh, see all of our old friends and make a whole lot of new ones. So for me, it's all about that sense of community. And so that, that's what it's all about for me. Yeah. You know, it's me same here for years. That wasn't really the thing I remembered going in. I, I always had to kind of snap back into, Oh, this is what I like about coming to this event. Cause leading up to, to expo, it, it was just stressful for me. Usually I was getting ready with the CD a daily because my old job, I thought was my responsibility. And, and there was just so much to juggle coming in and, and I forgot that there's actually some stuff that I enjoyed, which was this, the socializing, the camaraderie and catching up with folks. But um, now now I've had a little bit more time to breathe. I can look forward to that as well. And, and also just I think that having had that humbling experience of the past two years, even though business has been really good, there's also been a lot of challenges with with supply chain and manufacturer delays and, and things that. I think it's humbled the industry a little bit, which has been good. I think folks are coming in with a with a better positive attitude without trying to just outdo that other company next door. You know, it's not <laughs> as as crazy competitive as it has been, which just my general feeling. I hope that's the case. But um, I was wondering. Mostly, oh, go ahead. To, I think they're mostly just going to be happy to be there for a change because I mean, we. So I, 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 uh, I think you may have said it earlier. I'm a founding member of Cedia and. Um, and so that means I've been there since the uh, uh, so Tom Doherty and Chris Stevens sort of organized the first um, meeting at Chicago uh, Summer CES, I guess. And that was sort of the where the whole idea kind of began. And then by the time we got to Winter CES in uh, Vegas, then there were several hundred of us that kind of gathered in a ballroom and figured out, hey, I think it's probably a really good idea to have an association that that is all about our members, about the people who are the actual integrators, the people who do the work out here, not just manufacture it, uh, not uh, be a commercial organization. It's the actual home integration part of this thing is where it all kind of came together at that that second meeting that occurred in, in um, Las Vegas. Then our first expo, uh, we moved on to um, Amelia Island, Florida. And uh, it's been really funny the last several days talking to some uh, different people about uh, those early days uh, since I'm talking to some, several people who are founding members also. And they were uh, they were all talking about the the big first gathering of all these people. We uh, we did it in tents on tabletops. And uh, there are only a few hundred of us there. And in this large auditorium that uh, 
Seemed very much like a high school auditorium kind of a thing. There were a whole bunch of us in only moderately comfortable chairs uh, sitting there waiting for Tom and uh, his crew to get out on the stage and start talking to us about what's going to happen at this first ever expo. And it was getting pretty uncomfortable because uh, the nothing was happening and there was nobody out there on the stage talking to us. And so all these people were beginning to grumble and Dave Donald, uh, ever the big voice got up on stage. He worked with, uh, Sonance at the time. And, uh, he got up there and did what only Dave Donald could do and had us, you know, uh, rubbing our tummies and patting our heads and, <laughs> and doing all kinds of ridiculous standing on one foot, you know, all the ridiculous things that only Dave Donald could get a group of people to do. Right. And, uh, that sort of, uh, calmed everybody a little bit, kind of gave them an opportunity to sort of get, uh, to, uh, to let a little time pass so Tom and the rest of the crew could get everything ready for our opening of our first expo. So that was one of the big memories that's kind of come up from several people lately. And so Dave Donald, absolutely huge hero of our very first expo. <laughs> very good. Well, so then let's talk about that nostalgia for Dallas as a host city, because I, my very first CDO expo was at in Dallas, but it was later. It wasn't one of those early, very early days. It was 96, 97, sometime around there. Um, been nice, yeah. What's that? Would have been 96. 96. 97, right, right. So when you may have still been doing those, those barbecues, but I wasn't uh, that connected yet. So I didn't get a chance to experience <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. So tell tell the folks who are listening that aren't, haven't been around since the early days what that memory is, uh, how you got to be kind of the host there in your hometown. And and uh, obviously something kind of novel about those early days when you could still do that. But uh, tell us about the barbecue. All Frank White's fault. Um, uh, Frank uh, was sitting in a table w uh, in one of those uh, clamshell tables at uh, the Flamingo Hilton, I believe, in a restaurant. And he was mentioning, CD is going to be in Dallas next year. Uh, you should, that was our third expo, because our second expo ended up in, uh, in San Francisco at the um, Fairmont uh, up on top of Knob Hill. And uh, so the third, by the time the third one came along, Frank had suggested that he knew I had a, uh, a good sized yard and uh, he suggested, hey, we should have a party for just maybe a couple hundred people over at your house. And uh, so I said, well, uh, how would we decide who's going to come? And he said, well, you know, just maybe there'll just be a few manufacturers. I don't know. We'll just do something small. Well, then trouble started. And so we ended up with 1,100 people out of here uh, for <laughs> dinner. And uh, we had uh, on my tennis court, we put up uh, a big um, a bunch of chairs and we had a bunch of people doing karaoke um, uh, things on the tennis court. And then we uh, had margarita machines around and barbecue. And it was just a really interesting moment. I wouldn't let, her, let anybody wear ties or badges uh, because I wanted to introduce people uh, one, one by one and make sure that they all had a chance to kind of get to know each other. Because before that, at trade shows, people didn't really cross the aisles very much. Mm -hmm. They sort of stayed in their own camps and didn't really want to go out there and mingle with their what could be their competition. And um, so it was fascinating, the people that, that were here. Um, and uh, um, so that was the first year. And next year, we decided, uh, well, that was uh, fun, but let's do it one more time. And 
So we had ended up with about 2,100 people out here uh, the next year. And uh, we had buses running continuously from downtown Dallas, bringing people all the way out here. And uh, same thing. We had uh, my father smoked 400 pounds of turkey. Uh, we had, oh gosh, probably 500 pounds of uh, brisket. And it was uh, it was quite an undertaking. But the whole idea was to just try to make it uh, fun and exciting and to, to share our enthusiasm for what was going on. And so I think that was the uh, I think that was the takeaway was that people left CD Expo going. This is the place to be. It's the most fun you can possibly have at a business uh, uh, convention. So that's that was a really great start. So the next year we did. Uh, so that was, uh, let's see, 92, uh, yeah, 93, we were here, 94, we w rented an old ghost town down south of Dallas, and we ended up uh, having Bill Tillman, who used to be the lead saxophonist from Blood, Sweat, and Tears, he, he and his band were down there. We had a, a Sonance sponsored a 20-minute, I mean, a 12-minute fireworks display to Bohemian Rhapsody from Queen and some sticks music. And Sam Runco uh, was kind enough to give us a huge stack of four uh, projectors that we set up out there. And and we had bull riding and, and karaoke and uh, you know every ridiculous thing you can imagine. And uh, Frank and uh, John David came out here just before the expo and we printed our own money. And so that we, uh, so we had uh, CD of money for uh, people to play with in the casino. So it was just a, an insane thing. We decided in 94, maybe somebody else ought to do this. And so uh, I didn't do one in 95, excuse me, in 95. So in 96, um, we decided nobody had done anything exciting in 95. So we decided to go ahead and do one more. And we rented Old City Park in downtown Dallas. But, and, you know, from the, the Velcro Olympics to, uh, uh, you know, uh, the sumo wrestling, uh, all of this stuff was really a lot of fun. But, but most importantly, it gave us an opportunity to sort of bond over food and drinks and fun uh, in something that nobody was ever doing anyplace else. And so by the time we got finished with the 96, uh, it, we moved on to uh, uh, great shows in Atlanta, uh, in uh, New Orleans, where we had a great flood. That was exciting. Uh, but somehow or another, it only made us all bond more because of all the adversities and some people having to get to the uh, show in uh, in the back of um, uh bobtail trucks <laughs> when some people had three feet of water in their hotel lobbies it was uh but it it didn't dampen the spirits of anybody that was there so because we had sort of built up this this opportunity to, to really make uh uh this a lot of fun so uh so i think that's kind of what kicked off Cedia and get and, uh, and we had so I think when you think about things like a, a, a hurricane or it was two tropical storms actually so they that came through at the same time and uh, one down each side <laughs> and so when you, you think about the shared adversity that we went through I think it just sort of bonded a lot of us together uh, in a way that I don't know that you'd ever get out outside of the Cedia world and and so what's kind of interesting to me is that uh, uh, people tell me that all the time that uh, maybe people, young people don't want to go to an expo or uh, to meetings and things like that because they can get it all off the Internet. 
But let me tell you, when they show up at one of these things and they find out that this is an opportunity to be around their people, it's their people they didn't even know they had. It's like finding old relatives that uh, that are the coolest people you ever met. It, it gives you an opportunity to really have a uh, uh, an experience that you can't get anyplace else. So young people who haven't been here, if they come the first time, they're hooked just like everybody else because it's just a, it's a brotherhood that I think is a lot of fun. Well, after the break, we will continue our conversation with Bill Scare, who will let us know everything we need to know about Dallas, especially if you're headed there for CDA Expo. Do you want superior smart home automation at a great value? Shelly Wi-Fi relays by Ultraco Robotics cover DC to line voltage, allowing you to control lights, outlets, appliances, garage doors, pumps, and much more. There are Shelly sensors and power measurement devices to help you measure temperature, humidity, lux, or motion, and electrical consumption from single wire to three phase with neutral. You can use Shelly with a licensed driver for Control 4, Elon, or other premium systems, as well as your customer's existing hub, voice assistant, or any platform that accepts REST, MQTT, or CoAP. Shelly can make IoT very easy. Available now at Blackwire, City Electric Supply, and Worthington, or at ShellyUSA.com. Welcome back. We're talking with Bill Scare, CEO of Bill Scare Home Theater and Technology in Dallas. So, Bill... Uh, you've given us a little taste of the nostalgia. Now let's go current day. As you said in your article, folks who maybe haven't been to downtown Dallas in a bit might not recognize certain things because there's been a lot of improvements and changes. So give us just a little taste of what what's new of the area, maybe right around the convention center and those hotels where a lot of folks will be staying downtown Dallas. Well, it's kind of fun because when uh, we were in Dallas the first time in the early years, we had about, uh, there were only about 500 people or so that lived in the downtown area. And now there's probably close to 20,000. And so the, the change is remarkable. So at five o'clock in the evening, uh, every day, uh, every business day in Dallas, Dallas emptied out. There was not a car on the streets uh, anywhere. And well, that's not the case anymore. So now there's, uh, with all the people living downtown and uh, that it's brought restaurants and uh, bars and, and entertainment that, that just wasn't there before. Um, so in, in the article that I wrote, I put, uh, I, I kind of laid out a few different areas around town to, uh, to kind of keep in uh, mind for places to eat. So the uh, one of the places that uh, that um, uh, I really like to go is the Bishop Art District. It's a little bit. It's only about ten minutes out, uh, out of town, and I actually answered. Uh, there's a couple of different uh, uh, people who are actually have rented houses out there that are going to do um, uh, some demonstrations of their equipment out in uh, in Bishop Arts. But uh, while they're there, uh, uh, I'm obviously someone who might like pie there's a place <laughs> called the emporium pie shop out there and it's the weirdest thing you may have to stand in line it may be a block long but it's worth the time to get in there and get your pie and get out uh so uh 
So it's kind of fun to, to go out there and, and do some of the street food and things. But the Zen Sushi, if you know Tony um, Militello uh, with Sound and Image, he's an integrator like uh, a lot of us. And that's one of his uh, other things that he does. He has a, a business uh, called Zen Sushi. And I love it. It's out in Bishop Arts. There's, uh, if you want to see the uh, some of the best grilled cheese sandwiches you've ever had in your life, go to Dallas Grilled Cheese that's there. But there's barbecue. There's almost everything you can imagine. There's some art galleries and really uh, funky little shops and stuff. So uh, for a night out, it's a pretty nice place to go walking around. So then uh, when, um, only minutes from downtown also is Trinity Groves, and they have some of the more trendy uh, restaurants and um, uh, things that are just across that big Margaret Hunt Hill Bridge, and uh, downtown Dallas has got the West uh, West End that used to be pretty hot uh, happening kind of places, not quite as full of nightlife as it used to be, but they're kind of coming back. But Ellen's um, uh, Kitchen is there, and it's phenomenal. I particularly if you get by there for a brunch, breakfast or a brunch, it's amazing. But uh, then as you go uh, on around, there, there are restaurants like uh, uh, El Phoenix that's downtown. El Phoenix has been there for about 108 years, I think. And um, so it's, um, it's Tex-Mex, not, Mex- uh, not uh, Mexican like you would have in um, uh, Mexico City, for instance. But there's a place called Wild Salsa downtown that actually does have that uh, kind of uh, food. So one of some of the things like the control four uh events going to be held in a place called the factory in deep ellum uh this time and in the deep ellum area uh has all the clubs where all the music is and and it's only just um it's not five minutes uh by car uh, from the omni hotel where the convention center is going to be um and so there'll be lots and lots of clubs, lots of music. There's lots and lots of restaurants there. And um, so all these things really weren't very well defined when we were there the first time, but uh, but they've really come along. And so there's a couple of other places like in the uptown area, there's uh, steak restaurants like Morton's and Perry's and, you know, all the, uh, the great ones you might expect. True Lux is there. So a lot of great steak really close to downtown. And um, there's one of the things that's kind of interesting is one of the largest uh, uh, parks in uh, in any metropolitan city in the country is the uh, uh, Clyde Warren Park, which they actually didn't have any place to build a park downtown. So they decided to cover uh, one of the highways. And so they built a bridge over the highways that became this really cool park that has food trucks. And it's in uh, in the shadow of uh, the Dallas Museum of Art and uh, and the art district that has all the, the great art in, uh, in Dallas is right there. So there's a ton of stuff to do. And, and the restaurants that were in front of that they were building in front of the Omni a couple of um, a couple of years back, uh, those things are all open now. And so that now there's food right at the hotel. So there's a, a lot going on in the area. Yeah, that's a that's a good point, because when we were there the last time, I believe there's t- still a lot of construction. So you could tell things were, were changing and evolving. So that's good to hear. It's kind of caught up and uh, we get to experience some of the good resu- results of all that work. Um, are you uh, are you telling me that you actually are referring or recommending a sushi restaurant? I, I call BS on that one. <laughs> okay. Okay. okay, so that uh, anybody that knows me knows that I don't eat anything that can breathe in water. So I got past that uh, the idea that I don't eat anything that swims because people kept trying to tell me that cattle can swim, and uh, I have seen that. 
But uh, so if it can breathe in water, I'm not much of a fan. So uh, when I go to a Zen sushi, for instance, they uh, Michelle makes me uh, uh, incredible chicken wraps uh, and uh, other things to make sure that even those of us who don't eat sushi, there's a lot of sushi consumed around me and it looks really beautiful. But. I'll stick with my lettuce wrap. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. I, I, I needed to clarify that because I, I do remember multiple conversations with you on that topic of uh, of not eating bait. And uh, yeah. <laughs> there was a there was an event, I believe it was a CDM management conference where uh, where you actually got a special order burger for whatever the it was a replacement for whatever the the dining uh, options were at that time. And I thought that guy knows how to take care of himself. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, we can't let a little thing stop us. We just got to keep moving on. <laughs> the other thing, uh, when you mentioned Deep Ellum, I just had to share my own personal recollection of that. I, as I said, you know, going into so many expos, I've just been stressed out beyond belief leading into it. And I finally just need to figure out a way to decompress. And colleagues and I went to Deep Ellum and went to one of these cocktail bars, which it was one of those early, you know, this is several years ago. So the cocktail kind of concept was just starting to happen. And believe they had six signature cocktails and i think i got through four of them that uh that evening <laughs> i should have gotten all six but you know there's only so far you can push the expense account and uh that that's the perfect time to do it <laughs> yeah you'll be able to get home i guess that's the important part yeah exactly i i I think I, the rest of the evening is a blur after that, but uh, so great, some great memories there. I'm glad it's not going to be super hot. Um, and I, I also like that there might be some green spaces and just it, uh, it, it sounds like a really nice improvements. I'm looking forward to it. Fortunately for me as a member of the press, not to brag, uh, I get to be invited to things. So uh, I didn't have to work on any of my own reservations. Uh, everything has been booked for me. I'm looking forward to not having to stress out about any of it. All of it seems very close by, though, which is great. That's the key. Right. Well, there's just so much to do. But, you know, it's funny. I haven't missed one expo since this thing started. So I guess this is, what, 33, 34? I don't know. It's a, it's a blur. Uh, but the uh, even the uh, the horrible um, online one that we had to do, the virtual <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh! So uh, Michael Haddam and I had ended up having to do a, a split screen of the two of us together because we've had uh, an, a picture of the two of us together at pretty much every expo since the beginning of time, and so we had to do a virtual 2000 uh, Cedia Expo uh, picture <laughs> to add to our collection. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. That's great. And and I, I mentioned this when you're on the podcast before, but last year the the highlight of of the the less than awesome indie one uh for COVID reasons and Ted Green reasons. Um <laughs> you had your badge on uh that had your face without a mask, which was just classic. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it was kind of funny because the uh, I had the uh, the picture of oh, here it is. As a matter of fact, uh, so uh, I keep all these things. So it was me without the mask. Yes. So because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you never know when somebody might not recognize you because uh, my voice is not at all distinctive. <laughs> but 
<laughs> but, you know, even though it, the, the funny thing is that even though there was only uh, I think Emerald reported something around the neighborhood of 1400 member, uh, I mean, 1400 attendees or something like that. Um, it seemed like a stretch, but only because the, there was so much extra space in there that yeah. uh, there was plenty of room for us to run around. But I think the manufacturers who showed up were very pleased because they got a chance to spend a lot of good time with uh, with the uh, members that showed up. And so I, I think it turned out under the circumstances, it was a good way to get get back into the game. But now uh, I have to tell you, I, I think this is going to be one of the uh, one of the really large ones. We we haven't seen anything like this one in a while, I don't think, um, just because all of the the buzz online, it, it just looks really, really like this is going to be an exciting time. Yeah, I agree with you. And I, I wanted to close out with just a couple more things real real quick. Um, first of all, your board, um, being being part of the board there for Cedia. Um, difference, for those who don't understand, Cedia, the trade association is different than Cedia Expo, which is owned by Emerald Exhibitions um, Company. So as a member of the board for the association, uh, what kind of insight could you give folks who maybe haven't been following? I know that there's a lot of uh, the advocacy, government advocacy uh, stuff being um, presented at the beginning of Expo. Uh, and that's a very important thing, Daryl Riemann and his group. Um, what what else or want to share more about that? Uh, would you like sure. to kind of give us insights on? Well, Daryl is uh, or Darren Riemann is one of my very most favorite humans. Uh, he is uh, like a walking, talking computer. Uh, he manages our uh, government affairs uh, group, and he so he shows up on behalf of our members. And you know the thing about it is, it's not it's not only just our members uh, anymore. In that the board made a, a pretty. Um, bold decision a number of years ago to call ourselves an industry association and not necessarily only a member association. Uh, and so we advocate not only for our members, but for all, uh, also for the people who just happen to be doing this business that are not. Now, uh, do we want them to join us? Absolutely. Is there great value in that $500 membership fee? Um, I don't know what you could do for 500 bucks that you can get more for uh, bang for your buck than, than you'll get out of a, a CDM membership. But uh, Darren Riemann, if you didn't get anything other than, a, than a, the guy that keeps up with every single legislative uh, uh, issue going on in, in the entire U.S., and I understand that folks globally don't get quite as uh, much uh, uh, greatness out of uh, – Darren is, is what uh, what we do here in the U.S. But here in the U.S., uh, he uh, has a uh, program that that looks for words and um, and phrases and things like that that would come up that might uh, be somehow or another uh, adversely affect our our uh, businesses. And so uh, he'll be talking about that in that uh, advocacy breakfast. I think originally uh, we started promoting it pretty heavily to try to get a lot of people there. Well, then they started. Then they started signing up, and so they had to quickly uh, go back in and get some more space. So I think there'll be a lot of people there, and I think this is one of those times where I don't think it's a really good idea to just go in there and get the free breakfast and then bolt, because I think you're going to get a lot out of listening to Darren and understanding what it is the advocacy that that Cedia is doing on your behalf, whether you're a member or whether you're not. Uh, we're still working uh, for for you, and I've been a member of the government affairs action team for 
uh, I don't know, ever since uh, Darren's been there for about 19 years, I think. And uh, so I've been uh, involved in that all the way along. And uh, and it is fascinating to uh, when he shows up at a uh, at a, um, a state house and 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 begins to, to explain why it is that um, other companies that are trying to uh, make it so we can't do our business, for instance, uh, security companies, uh, cable companies. Uh, telephone companies, all these different people, they sometimes push for laws that uh, that I don't believe that they think is necessarily against us. I think they're competing against their competitors. And mm-hmm. and we get kind of caught up in the nonsense that they do. And so that's why Daryl has to show up and uh, and and uh, tell everybody what it is that's going on. And, and you know, the grassroots effort is, is enormous. So every time something begins to happen in a state, then Darren reaches out to all of us in, in the state and says, I'm going to need you in, in, in Texas, for instance. I'm going to need you in Austin on this day because here's the issue that's going on. I'm going to need you to testify before this committee so that they actually know that there are people engaged in this business that will be adversely affected if they take that action. And and we actually really do get a lot of uh, 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 we do get a lot of great results from that. So I think the advocacy breakfast is going to be a, a one not to miss, and it's certainly one not to run out of too early because you may not. You, there may not ever be a better way for you to know what it is that CD is doing behind the scenes for you. Well, that's great to hear about the attendance. I'm I'm very happy to hear about that. I'm registered to attend that as well, and uh, looking forward to to hearing what I, I a lot of what I already know, but just hearing everyone else listen to it too. You know, um, and it's a chance for me for the first time to uh, to meet uh, Daryl Friedman, our, our new CEO. Oh. Uh, and, and we've we've spoken on the phone and Zoom and all that stuff, and uh, just schedules haven't jibed as far as locally to get together. So I'm gonna get to say hello to him for the first time. How impressed well, have you been with him and as a member of the board? We scored better than anything you could ever have imagined to have gotten Daryl Friedman uh, uh, is uh, to be our CEO. And uh, I met him uh, last December at our first board meeting. Uh, I mean, the last board meeting of the year. And But it was his first opportunity to attend was his first day. And so he got thrown right into the uh, fire immediately. And um, and watching him handle himself in, in a pretty tough uh, room was uh, pretty amazing. And uh, watching him as time has gone on uh, over the past year, um, I'm I'm absolutely blown away with how effective he is and, and how much he listens. And when you're talking to him, he's he's taking in all of it. And it, uh, so I, I really love what he's doing. So but, but I want to cover a couple of other things real quick, because there's going to be a um, um, we're going to have the awards back at Expo, thank goodness. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, I don't think you and Adam are going to be able to uh, to deliver <laughs> any awards this time. <laughs> that was the talk about the highlights of my expos. It's uh, leave is, it, uh, leave it alone. <laughs> we don't have to bring that up. I was so much better when I finally got rid of Adam. I was, you know, on my own. <laughs> let's just let's just move on to the future. Let's not like dwell on that. The most deadpan people I've ever met. Oh my in a, god. 
congratulations. That was amazing. But anyway, we're going to have the awards uh, for the U.S. anyway back at uh, Expo on Friday night. And so before that, there's going to be a members-only reception, which we haven't had, uh, I don't think, in our whole history we've ever done an actual members-only reception. And so that'll be for about an hour before the uh, show, uh, before we start with the uh, awards program uh, on Friday. I think it's 4.30, I believe. And uh, so at 5.30 is when the awards start. And But he'll be able to get my uh, my amazing friend, Carol Campbell, Lifetime Achievement Award this time is, I just can't tell you how proud I am of, of, uh, of Carol and all that she's done. She's amazing. And so for her to be there, Peter Aylett, uh, as our uh, fellow this year, um, I don't how do you find somebody more deserving than Peter Aylett? I mean, he's been involved in uh, education for so long and done such a great job for us. So, yeah, we've got a lot of really kind of fun stuff happening. And, but uh, talking to uh, Control 4 and to, uh, to uh, uh, Origin and, uh, you know, on and on, everybody I'm talking to has got something new to show. And so this is going to be a lot of fun all the way around. And, and and as you go on to the show floor, let's just wrap up with with a little bit of the actual tech talk, since that's the name of our podcast. What are you looking for in terms of products and technology that you just haven't had a chance to see in person yet that kind of excites you? Well, there's uh, there's some new entries in the shading uh, uh, group that I think will be kind of uh, interesting to see because uh, uh, you know I. I think there's a lot of discussion right now around uh, what do we call ourselves? I mean, we've been through places where we've tried to be home technology professionals. We've had a variety of different terms that we've tried to use over a long time. I've been an integrator personally for uh, 35 plus years. I've been in the business for 43 and I've uh, called myself an integrator for all those years. So it's interesting to see that part of the discussion that, that you'll see uh, uh uh, that's coming up uh, really soon is what do we call ourselves? So I'm hoping that that we uh, fall in line with the uh, the integrator term because you could be a commercial integrator, you could be a residential integrator, but regardless of what we ultimately end up uh, with, the uh, the idea is that that's what we do is we integrate systems into homes. So uh, between lighting and uh, shades and audio and video and home theater and uh, all the uh, security and on and on, all the things that we do, we enter, we bring all of these systems together. And I think we had a, a great video a few years back that you can still see on uh, YouTube that was called uh, Life Live Best at Home. And I absolutely love that uh, video that we did because it really kind of says what we do. And um, but yeah, there, there's going to be a ton of new products. Uh, Chad with the guys at Sony. There, there's a lot of uh, really fun stuff coming. So I think I think we'll have a really good show. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We're going to see a lot of new st- stuff and uh, and just catch up with a lot of old friends. So thanks, Bill. I really appreciate your time today. Great catching up, and uh, look forward to seeing you in person again. Always fun. Thank you. Bill Scare is CEO of Bill Scare Home Theater and Technology in Dallas, Texas. He currently serves on the CEDIA Trade Association Global Board of Directors, and he is a CEDIA Fellow and Lifetime Achievement Award recipient. And that wraps up today's show. If you're new to Residential Tech Talks, please subscribe to the weekly podcast on your preferred platform and consider rating or reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, check out all the latest residential tech news at the magazine's website, restechtoday.com, where you can also subscribe to the print or digital magazine and to our Tuesday and Friday email newsletters. Until next time, please stay safe, stay inspired, and let us know if you have a great story to tell. 
Resident Engineering Johnson Trent, Lighting Specialist to Arc Resident Johnson Trent, Lighting Specialist to Arc Resident Johnson Trent, Lighting Specialist to Arc Resident Johnson Trent, Lighting Specialist to Arc Resident